Hi, everybody. I am Lori McDermott. I am with thewifeexpert.com. And if you're having any trouble at all in your marriage, this is the place to come to get advice and to hear stories of hope and inspiration so that you can figure out how to carve the path in your own marriage. I talk to at least 10 to 20 people every single day who are struggling in their marriage. And I can't stress enough that if you just hang in there and figure out the right way to communicate and understand each other, everything's going to work out. There's not a lot of good people out there that are going to be just right for you. And if you've already found the right person, let's get you going. It is not a reason to give up if your wife doesn't understand you. It is not a reason to give up if your husband's sad about something. It is every right of every person to live their life the way they're supposed to. All I want you to do is not give up. So I coach people all day long. And there is a fine young lady who has had her husband leave several times. And oftentimes when I'm talking to someone, they'll be like, he's leaving. And we walk through it. And then they come back. And then they leave again. And then they come back. And they leave again. And sometimes when they come back, they think, this is it. He's going to stay. And then things go wrong again. And it is not giving up. And it's just finding the right track, finding the right balance, because marriage is between two people and not everyone thinks the same way, but you can find your groove. So today I've got a wonderful woman named Christy. That's all I'm going to say about her. I've worked with her since probably September. I think her husband had already left for the fourth time, but I'm going to bring her on and we're going to have a dialogue. Her home husband is not home yet for good, but I want you all to see the process and that if you're right in the middle of it, don't give up. It's just a process. It is your attitude and your willingness to just be flexible. That's what's going to keep you in line. Okay, without further ado, let's bring on Christy. Christy, you have been a saint, and I am so glad we've been trying to work this recording for a little while and everything's been going wrong. And I am, you know, that's the thing about life is you just have to be flexible. So I can't even thank you enough for being so flexible. If you knew what was happening here about seven minutes ago, you'd be like, oh my God. But that's what you do. You put a smile on and you go, okay, now what? So I'd like to start, if you're okay, at the beginning. So yep, that sounds let me get great. my notes because mm-hmm. I'm going to take notes as well. Um, you got married. When did you get married? July of 2007. Okay. Okay. July of 2007. Yes. And you have been married two times, right? Yes. This is my and you second. Have, and this is your second marriage. And you have one child. I have one child from my first marriage. Okay. And then one child with my current husband. Okay. And so your husband that you're married to since 2007, um, he's been married twice. Before. I'm his third his wife. Third yeah. Wife. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And yep. tell me about his, his first wife was married for So he was six married years. for six years and has a daughter. And okay. then his second wife, they were married for six years and had a little girl. And he has a stepson with her. And she was killed in a car wreck when they were married for six years. And they were still married up until the end, until she passed away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 
So take me to your marriage. So now you get married to him. What made you think it was a good idea to marry someone who's been married twice? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Ah, just kidding. Yeah. We're pulling out the hard questions to begin with. <laughs> right? Why not? Um, actually, I didn't. I, I didn't think it was a good idea. His, um, I worked for his mom and mm. she tried to set us up and I told her, no way. I said, he's extremely attractive, but he has a lot of baggage. And um, I, I resisted. I call those suitcases. For, filled yeah. with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, his second marriage wasn't good either. They were close to getting divorced. And so when it ended, it didn't, you know, <clears throat> even though it was a car wreck, it still was... Um, a pretty volatile marriage. And so it, it wasn't good either. Okay. <laughs> and for That's whatever what reason, I thought I could be the fixer or I thought I was the answer. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. So you're working with his mom and she introduces you and you think this is a good idea. Kind of. Not really. And you, what makes you turn the corner to start dating him? <clears throat> well, we actually were neighbors. Um, my and my husband and I and his wife and him, we lived across the street and down a couple houses from each other. So uh, I knew him. Our kids played together. Um, they were in kindergarten together. Okay. So he, so I had already said, no way I would date this guy. And, um, but then he would ask if my son could come over for a play date, like after school with his daughter that had just lost her mom. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it just a couple months prior. <clears throat> so he would take my son home. And then when I got off work, I would go and pick him up. And so we would just talk, you know, about what he was going through and how hard life was. Well, one day he asked if he could actually call me. He said, you're just really easy to talk to. And do you mind if I call you sometime? So that night he called and we talked till like three in the morning. And the next night he called and we talked till two or two thirty. And that went on for several nights. And um, we just kind of became friends. He would take my son home after school or they'd ask to take him to a movie or to pizza or something like that. And so then we would all go to movies together and like all the kids. And um, so after a couple of months of that, he asked if I would go to dinner with him. And in that time of doing things with our kids, I did enjoy being around him. And so I accepted the invitation and he was a lot more charming than I had thought, previously thought that he was <laughs> when we were neighbors. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> because you were a good woman. You lived across the street and he was married. So you don't touch that. Yeah. Never. So of course you're not going to notice he's charming. Right? That's a good thing. Yeah. 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 Never thought okay. anything of him. <laughs> good. And I'm glad. So take me now. So you end up dating for what? Two years? Three years? Year? Oh, no. Not even a year. No. Okay. Yeah. Not even a year. Um, like nine months. Yeah. And then when and you get married, you get married at nine months? 
Yeah. Trying okay. to think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. So you're married at nine months since his wife passed. Okay. And now you are full steam ahead. So take me yeah. to the time when he first leaves the first time. And how are things uh, going? Since he's already had two rough marriages, even though the second one passed away, it was still uh-huh. tumultuous. So how, and you've already had one that was kind of wacky. So what do you do? How do you move forward in that? Well, <clears throat> our marriage was tough, tough. Besides being a blended family, his daughter had reactive attachment disorder, um, primarily from losing her mom in a car wreck yeah. when she was little. And so that was tough to raise someone else's kid, you know, that really struggled, but you understood why. Mm-hmm. And um, so we went to therapy twice a week to a specialist that dealt with attachment therapy and um, which interfered with, well, um, it was family therapy. One hour would be spent with her and then an hour spent with us as a family. So just, but just the parents and her. Um, Now, sometimes every other week, my husband couldn't go because of his work schedule. And so So I took all my personal leave and took her twice a week. Um, and took her every appointment. I never missed a single one from the age of nine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, that was hard. And that is a very tough, a tough parenting therapy. And so most family didn't agree with what we had to do. Most, you know, people from the outside just, they seen this little girl that lost her mom and now she's in this you know has a stepbrother and a half brother and a half sister and so it was just very hard there's a lot of criticism from the outside and we were what why were they criticizing you oh primarily because the things we had to do in therapy like um we had to use blanket therapy which Blanket therapy is like you set a blanket in your living room when everybody's watching TV, and that's where that child sits when they're in trouble. Um, and it's kind in of trouble? like a playpen. Is it like sad? Yeah. Oh, well, do you put no. the child on the blanket? Yeah, they have to like set on the blanket, and that is kind of their boundaries. Like, um, wait, wait, I'm it's trying like to understand a, this. Child, the child decides themselves to go into the blanket, or do you do it? Well, they can, but usually it's a it's a safe place. But so normally it's a discipline kind okay. of situation. If they want to go there, they can. But typically it's in discipline. Okay. And um, so, and they have to set there, and it's kind of like a toddler with a playpen. It's their safe place to keep them out of trouble, right? Does that okay. make sense? So yeah, but there's when no they're, doors, <laughs> so right? Like, but you're, how's that going to work out? You're there, like the parents okay. are there, and um, they can play with whatever's on the blanket with them, but they can't go, you know, steal something from somebody else or get into things that they're not supposed to. Just like a toddler in their playpen, kind of a. So theory. this is for the one. Is this for all the kids or just for the one daughter who lost her mom? Just, just the one. Just the one. Yeah. So that no has one the else reactive in. attachment. 
Okay. So yeah. nobody else ever has to sit on the blanket. It's just hers. Um, well, we would end up like instilling it for the other kids as well. Yeah. They just never, they weren't stealing. They weren't lying. They weren't, you know, okay. things like that. So it didn't work for them necessarily. I mean, you know, okay. if yeah. they didn't do something, they could go sit on the blanket. It's kind of like a timeout area, but um, they didn't have to use it as much as she did, you know, okay. if that makes sense. What, what a terrible <laughs> thing. I'm so sorry. So I guess that's why the family was kind of like, what are you doing? Right? A little bit more? Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't understand yeah. it, right? Yeah, right. And <clears throat> nobody understands what it's and, like to lose a parent and have to go through this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, and we would invite family to go to therapy with us so the therapist could explain better than we could explain. I mean, yeah. way better than like I just explained. <laughs> yeah. And um, <clears throat> they just weren't supportive. And so it's like we had to be a team. We had each other's backs because nobody else did. Nobody else understood what we That's were nice. dealing with. Did and it work? Did the blanket therapy work? It did. It did. Okay. And I mean, there was a lot of other stuff, you know, with that. Um, but yes, if, if she had not went through attachment therapy, I hate to think of where she would be today. Okay. Where... She is a very productive adult. I'm very proud of her now. She just turned awesome. 22 yesterday. Um, awesome. So it was it was a godsend. And thank God I had awesome. that therapist to help us through. Um, yeah, right. Okay, so people don't need to understand. The only thing that happens is that you and your husband had this bond back then. So when did yeah. the bond change? Well, um probably i mean kind of like when are two those two that mine from my son from our my first marriage and that daughter moved out his okay. previous his oldest daughter had already moved to california with her mom and his stepson you know kind of quit coming around as much just gradually and okay. um so the oldest two moved out and um it's like we didn't have to be in each other's corner anymore. It's so like we weren't no kids always. In the house. Well, we still have our son together. Okay, yeah. how old is he? He's thirteen now. Okay, so this ha all of this stuff went down. When did things start to go ugly? Um, probably in in twenty twenty. Okay, what happened? Well, um, I think he started. He started feeling like I cared about work and um, my social life more than I cared about our marriage. And which it was 2020, so I had no social life. So I don't even know what he's talking about there. But No one um, had one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I do an online business and I run a resale boutique. So it did dominate. And I started that business from scratch. Um, so it, it did dominate a lot of time, but I think that when we quit struggling against everyone else, he didn't feel like I was on his team anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, um, his stepmom reached out to me, out to him and said that his dad's, his, and his dad and him have been estranged for years, most of his teen and adult life. So 
that really affected him, that his dad was um, being diagnosed with dementia. And oh, no. Okay. Yeah. And he so he doesn't he have doesn't a relationship really... with him, and all of a sudden he's not here. He's, he has dementia. Okay, that's a hard. That's yeah. a hard. And so he doesn't have a desire to be with his dad, or mm-hmm. you know, in the final years or anything. And but I think he feels guilt for that, but he won't admit it. Um, and he hates his job. He's a police officer, and. Things have just progressively Ugh. gotten worse in law yep. enforcement and <clears throat> yep. the so judicial. Yeah. So he um, he has really struggled with being miserable in his job as well. So really, I would say 2020 is when the decline really started. Okay. Dad, job, wife kind of doing her own thing. Yeah. And kids all gone except for one. Okay. That, that sounds like yeah. it's a... Uh, mode towards a midlife crisis. Okay, so then, then what happens? Like, how how do you fare? Like, when do things start changing, or when does he want things to change? Well, um, I'd say in 2020, he kind of tried to tell me, but not do anything about it necessarily. Like he had told me <clears throat> that he felt susceptible, that if another woman paid attention to him, that he would be vulnerable to that. What'd you say? Um, what'd I say? I was yeah, like, what'd you say okay. to that? I know so many girls yeah, who are like, good, like, I am done. Go have sex with someone else. I'm so relieved. <laughs> and it happens, no, like, I like, I, instead, I like up the ante. I was all like, okay, I'll wear lingerie every single night. I will send you little sexy text messages. I mean, I was like, you no way. It. Yeah. Like, good. and good um, it... I think maybe put a Band-Aid on the problem, but that really wasn't the problem. He was just saying it was. So, um, and I stopped. I mean, I started working less hours and I gave up. Um, I ran a wrestling club for like kids, a kids club. And with um, your free time. Yeah. And I was also, I started a, a Cub Scout pack. And my son was involved in Cub Scouts. And so I, you know, passed the torch on the wrestling club and on the Cub Scouts. I got off several boards that I was on and I kind of cut down my hours that I worked at work so that I was around more and fully attentive. What changed? What? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. He still had the exact same. You weren't the problem. Right. Right. He still had the exact same complaints, you know, a year after I had made all those changes. Okay. Good for you. Good for you for taking the step to do that. Okay. So then what happened? Um, so originally, like our, my original bomb drop kind of, is that what you Yeah. So like it's been a year, you've made all these changes. He still seems like he's in the outs. What, like, yeah. what does, yeah. When's the bomb drop come and what, what happens? Um, so at the end of January of 22, he okay. tells me oh, that wait, 22. So what happened in 2021? So we went from 2020, 2021, yeah. same thing. So, okay. 21 is when I gave up everything. I quit okay. doing everything and just was 
very attentive. Spent every single okay. day with them. Like I got it. So um, now 2022 <clears throat> is when the bomb drop happens. Yeah. What month? What month does so, it come along? January. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens? So he said that he was just done. That he couldn't compete with my work and that my I don't make us was a this- priority. Was this over dinner or was this like in the kitchen? It's actually, we had just been at lunch and um, we'd went out to lunch and I had answered a message on my phone during lunch and we were at a sports bar. So he is like watching football or something anyway. And when we, and, but he got really tense. So when we left, I'm like, what is wrong? And he's like, we can't even have lunch and you've got to be on your phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and I was like, I responded to a message, you know, and um, I said, my phone started blowing up. And he was like, I know that's because that's what always happens. And I'm like, well, you were watching football. What's the matter? <laughs> you know. And so he said, I'm done. He's like, I can't do this anymore. That was on the way to the car? Uh, on the way home in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um about 10 days later, he texted me and said, I do want my wife. I want my marriage. I don't want to get divorced. But if you want to be my wife, we have to we have to make changes. And he actually gave me a list of five things that he felt like would make a huge difference in our. What were they? Um, More bullet. I might have to. Just kidding. And say, yeah, well, that was kind of one of them. <laughs> oh, was it, it was, well, sort of. No, um, thank you. I'm just kidding. No, I, I could look at them specifically, but it was off the top of my head. Um, date nights. Love it. And being more sexual, like wearing Love lingerie, it. videos. I mean, like things. Um, initiating more often. And I mean, and these are things that I really, that I wasn't bad at that anyway. Okay. Um, Okay. So then what happened? So you looked at the five things. It's okay. We don't need them. So the five things. I was going to say, do you want them? Uh Uh-huh. No, no, it's okay. So he had five things. If you do these five things, everything will be better. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, but then what happened? So you started doing these five things, I'm assuming, because you're a really good wife. What happens now? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, so then um, I told him that I felt like we need to go to like a marriage retreat. And um, so we scheduled a, a marriage retreat through Hope Restored. Okay. Like and it, it went okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Not good. It was, a, yeah, no. Um, at the beginning of the week, like I felt like we were closer than we were at the end of the week. We learned a lot of great stuff, and I still hang it on my wall. Like, I really appreciate what we learned. But by the end of the week, we were sitting with a foot in between us and not holding hands. What? Okay. Yeah. And That sucks. And so what, hap- what happened in the end? You came home, and what did he say? Well, we came home, and on our drive home, I tried to do one of the practices that they had taught us. To have a conversation. Um, like how you ask if you can have a heart talk and if they're in a place to do that. And then, so we started to have this heart talk 
And then we got right back into our crazy cycle where we end up arguing. And so, so we got home and the next day he was like, you know, we left a marriage retreat and we got in an argument and he was like, yeah. So I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, um, but yeah, he's in, he's in a mode. Okay. So yeah. What happens? So he moved out. We had a rental house that had just, um, been empty. I mean, it just wasn't occupied anymore. So he moved into that for a week. He said he just needed to talk, think. So he moved into that for a week and And then came back home. Did you, did you talk to him during that time? Did he, was he eight? Was he? Oh, yeah. No, we, we've, yeah, we've, we talked the whole time. We did. He called mm -hmm. you, you called him. What happened? Um, kind of both we just we never quit texting ever like and we still went to dinner together like this is my biggest wife fail is i don't hardly cook at all and so we go out to dinner almost every night (laughs) oh my it's okay if you have the budget for it but if you don't yeah okay so we just so that that was the first time he left and he came home seven uh days later and said what Said that he does want to work on our marriage and doesn't want this. And that we... What month was this? That was March. March of 2022. Okay, so then what happens Uh next? So three weeks later, he filed for divorce. (laughs) Did he tell you or how'd you know he filed? Um, Yeah, he told me. He said it's, it's not working. And so, and so he told me, he said, I'm going to go talk to this attorney, he says he gives a law enforcement discount. And so he was, you yes. know, cause, <laughs> yeah. So, um, he was going to retain him and he said he can just take care of all of it for us. And, um, he will, he'll do it for us. Okay. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna go along with that. And I'm gonna get my own attorney. So, so he filed for divorce then um but he still lived at home at that point um that was april and he's lived at home all the rest of april all of may and in may he told me that he was taking a trip to florida to see an old navy buddy Mm -hmm. and um so in june he went on that trip to see the Navy friend and then he came home and he barely talked to me like he didn't message or text. and we text all day every day. Um, so, <clears throat> but I knew he was with his Navy buddy. He was probably busy. So we didn't talk much at all while he was gone. Hardly at all. And then he came home. He came home June 23rd. And then he moved out again on July 9th. And he went so to stay what with happened? His... So he came home and then he moved out again. So what? why is he telling you he's leaving again? Well, he already had filed for divorce. So this whole, all of May and June, he was saying he was eventually going to be moving divorce. out. Yeah. Okay. So now he yeah. moves out in July. Yeah. July. And... Okay, so then he got an Airbnb and I'd seen the charge on our checking account. 
but didn't know dates or where or anything like that. And, um, but I had just had a feeling, you know, there's probably somebody cause he's living with his mom 30 minutes away. So you don't need um, another place. Okay. So what happens? Yeah. So then he came home. He came back home on July 24th. Okay. July 24th. Did, did he say why or how or what? Yeah. That he wanted to work things out again. And, um, so on the 25th, we went to dinner and he told me that there was a horse face. Okay. That's another and, woman. Okay. Yeah. And that they, I don't know. Okay. Oh yeah. Sorry. That's um, okay. Not everybody knows. It's a secret <laughs> word. Shh. Yeah. And she's, she's absolutely beautiful. So she's not really a horse face by any means, but. Says um, who, honey? Have you seen her oh. soul? Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe she doesn't know about you. Does um, she know he's married? Yeah, she did. Oh, okay, then and she's she got was, an ugly soul. Yeah, and she was married Sorry. as well. Lovely. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then what happened? And um, He told so you he about told her, uh-huh. so he's not with her anymore because he's home with you. Right. So okay. she, in June, when he went to see the Navy buddy, that's actually who he went to see was her. And then in July, when he moved out and got the Airbnb, um, she had come here to see him. Okay. And um, she met his mom while she was here. Lovely. And, um, like, yeah, just makes me crazy. Yeah, but, this is where so, you say, you know what, for everyone listening who has a child who's older, who has a child who's thinking about dating another woman while he's married get your kids straight straight don't 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 sit through another woman being in your house if your son is married or your daughter anyway keep going drives me freaking nuts where is family going okay keep going yeah so um like see where i left off so he tells me about her and that he broke things off and he answers all my questions because I had a ton of questions and he Wonderful. was super honest and and let me ask anything. Um, so then we decided to take a trip to like reconnect, be alone. Like we just wanted a romantic trip. So we made plans and went to Mexico for five days. And it was, it was okay. Like I expected this romantic reconnection trip, but instead... It became, it was like friends, you know, just like going on excursions together and stuff. Um, So it wasn't quite what I had expected, but it's probably what we needed at the time. Okay. And um, so we did that. And um, then, and that was August 1st through the 5th. And then on September 1st. He told me he wanted a divorce again. And um, so, and he had told me that he withdrew the divorce, like when he came home in July. So on September, when he said he wanted a divorce again, he told me that he actually didn't withdraw it, that he just put it on hold. Okay. But he was going to proceed. Okay. So he still lived at home all of September and moved out on September 30th. 
So um, then we still talked every single day and sometimes would even go to dinner, like we'd take our son to dinner or things like that. And then on October 16th, he asked me if I would go on a date with him and talk about things. So we went out the next night, talked. It went really well. The conversation was great. Talked about future. And then I pushed him to come home. Like, I did push. (laughs) Um, And so we kind of got into an argument then. And um, we talked about going to counseling. When you were talking about pushing him to coming home? Or when he actually came home because you pushed him? No, no. When we were talking about it, okay, he was like, I'm going to come home in a few days or sometime. He didn't say timeline. Well, kind of did. But, um, and I was like, we could just go get your stuff tonight. Like, there's no reason to wait, you know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and um, so then he said no. And then I was like, I felt like he was putting his mom in front of me. And I'm like, you get so mad that I've, put these things in front of you, but you're continually putting things in front of me. So it's a whole double standard. And so we got in this big argument about it. And so that night didn't end well. And um, we went to counseling together four days later and he moved home that night, which is October 20th, October 20th. So it's three days later. So he's back home. We were going to, like, we had a plan, a weekly date night. We were going to start going to a bed and breakfast every weekend or once a month. Um, Those things to get the romance back. And we were going to go to counseling together. And um, we went for a few weeks. And then it started falling off again. Like, he wouldn't go. And I would just go by myself. And, um, he, he has a business that is, um, it's seasonal, like it's, it, he does taxidermy. And so he needs to be around when people shoot a deer, he's got to be available to do his shoot and stuffed. So if it's not taxes, (laughs) it means that if you want your animal put on your wall in your living room, (laughs) A taxidermy will kill it, or not kill it, but stuff it and clean it and sounds yeah. absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, but, so, 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 but what happens next? So he comes home so, again, the taxidermy stuff happens, and then what happens in the end? So we can't like start our date nights or romantic weekends because he's got to be available, and we can't start till after hunting season. And so I'm like, well, you know, you didn't like my business being a priority, but your business has to be a priority, whatever. <laughs> um, but that's how it works, because technically in a man's mind, especially if they're having trouble, they want to take priority. It's all about me. It's me, selfish me. It's my way. So in that moment, yes, your business, Christy, has nothing to do. It's not even important. This whole thing that I'm doing right now got pushed away because something else is important. That's fine. And you have to give them the space to do it because they're men, they think differently. Work to them is 100% of their life. For women, it's way less. This yeah. is what they, this is just how they think. 
But anyway, I just yeah. had I just had to make a note on that. Yeah, and I and I'm fine with it. I kind of grew up with a workaholic dad, and so I'm actually probably more like a man that I just think you're supposed to work really hard all the time. Yes. Um, but, but you're supposed to be a girl. Yeah. If you want to be married <laughs> to a man, you can't be you can't grow brawls. You have to be a woman. <laughs> yeah. You can, but if you're if you're a CEO of a company, you grow some balls when you go to work. But when you come home, you pull those things off and you become a girl. Otherwise, yeah. it just won't work. You have to be a girl at home, at work, ball buster. It, there's a difference. <laughs> so if you're working at home, there's a fine line. It's different yeah. hats. But if you hang out with your husband, you cannot be a man unless he's the feminine. If he's feminine, you can be masculine. It's a dance. And unfortunately, the women are the ones who have to play the dance because we recognize that. We know feelings. It's yeah. unfortunate. That, but anyway, okay, so that, keep going. <laughs> so now what happens? So, um, so things start going downhill again because he's not going to counseling. He's not working on it. You're so, um, yeah. And, um, I could feel that he was pulling away and, um, two days after Christmas, he had told me that he wanted a divorce again for the fourth time. Yep. Yep. Okay. And so he moved out. Um, let's see. Is he going back to his mom's every time he moves out? Yeah. His yeah. poor mother. Hi, oh, mom. No, she I'm loves home. it. Hi, mom. I'm home. Yeah. I made she... steak today. Sorry. Yeah. But she yeah. loves okay. it. Yeah. There she and so, um, so five days later, he moved back to mom's house. And so now he's been gone for a week. Okay. So I want to let everybody know, if I can add the picture in, I will. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, there was a photo that you sent me that was a picture of his suitcase on the bed. In the background was a picture of a big family. And I that's the first thing I saw, and it broke my heart. Because I don't think men in these positions realize when they're coming and going or just going, who they're hurting. Whether your kids live at home or far, far away, they know what's going on. And when families divide like that, when parents go split, everybody suffers. And it just, it just, it hurts. It hurts me to watch families go through that. And I can't even imagine you having to face that. But I'm just telling you, this has only been a year, year and a half, two years that he's kind of been troubled a little bit. You know, from the time they first start walking out the door, it's usually two years. Sorry. But the idea is that we have to, you know, I mean, every time he wants to come home, you've opened the door with open arms, right? Yep, every yeah. time. And so now that he's over there, he's been gone a week. And what's the dialogue been like now? Well, we still talk every day. We text back and forth every day. We talk before we go to bed. Um, and not... It, it's never a conversation like getting back together or anything like that. It's just um, more like what went wrong. We talk about oh. where we were failing and what has happened between us. And we talk about way past history and we talk about more recent, you know. Um, so we communicate about a lot of that and about the kids and stuff. So... Um, what are the what he, are the conversations are about what went wrong? Who says what? 
Well, I love that you're doing that, by the way. Yeah. Um, well, we both agree. Top number one thing is communication. Um, I am kind of intimidated by him. Like he is this tough alpha male and he's pretty instant to defensive, not necessarily anger. He, I can't say my husband like yells and blows up or things like that. He's just automatically defensive. And anything I say like that I maybe don't like or is a problem in our relationship, he takes it really, he's really sensitive to it and feels like a failure, feels like he can't do anything right. But on the outside, he's this really tough, macho guy. So I think sometimes when I'm sharing my feelings um, or my thoughts on something, I forget how tender he is on the inside because he's just this rough exterior of a person, you know? And um, so, and I'm not a really hypersensitive person. I don't, I don't take offense to a lot of things that people say. So I think that he maybe overthinks the things that I'm saying really simply. And I don't think about it enough to realize that I'm going to hurt his feelings. You know? Yeah. And so we have conversations about that. Like he'll say, well, you said this. And I'll be like, did that really bother you? You know I mean? I'm just like, how did you get that from that? You know? And so that's, well, kind of break down what I actually meant. Does it work? It does most of the time. If we do it in writing, if we do it in text, if we try to have that conversation in person, it, it doesn't work. It's like our body, both of, yeah. And he, a lot of times thinks that I'm trying to convince him why Mm -hmm. I'm right Mm -hmm. and why he's wrong. Yep. Which I didn't realize I was doing. (laughs) Yeah. That, that's how, yeah, most men feel that way anyway. It's our tone. And so if you do it in print, he can't hear that tone. Maybe that's why it works so much better. Yeah. Because we can have conversations through text that we cannot have in person. And I he's reading like I, it. He has no choice. He's not going to miss it. Your women's tone of voice, like, well, the last time I told you, instantly he's like, ah. And he misses half of the words you're saying. And so that's where that disconnect comes in, where if it's in writing, they can actually read those words. I love that. I love. I think that's texting good. sometimes works, just what you're talking about. But did you guys do that the other three times he left? Or is this the first time you're breaking stuff no. down? We've, we've done it every time. Like we've, oh, all, we've never, the only times that we haven't had good communication is the three days that he was with her in June and the three days mm-hmm. he was with her in July. Those are the only days in the last, in the year that we haven't talked. And so we've always, so I think that's kind of why he comes home is because we have these good conversations and we'll have these conversations for hours. And, but then this is what he says. He just said this yesterday that um, he feels like I'm just saying what he wants to hear. 
And I'm like, no, I think you're just finally actually listening to me. I've been saying this exact same thing. <laughs> did you say no? Did no, you say no, I didn't. Okay, no, good. I didn't. So That's how, what how I was thinking. Have you been, I was like, yeah, you can't say no. <laughs> so how long have you, because I know you met, you've been, you've been working with me for four months, three months? Well, July. July, so okay. I'm, and so July 9th. What, have you used any of the skills that I taught you during these conversations via text? Um, some of them, <laughs> I feel like one of them, um, when I, when he was going to be moving out or he was already moved out, I'm trying to, I got to look at my dates. When he came home in October, I had actually went out to the garage where he's working on the animals the Ugh. two days before he came home. <laughs> Okay. But he, um, he went and I went out to the garage and I told him, I said, you know, you know that I don't want a divorce and I don't like this, but I do, I will not stand in the way of your happiness. And so I, and then I said, I'm thinking that I should get an apartment and you should keep the house. And, um, yeah. So that part, you didn't learn that for me because I would never let you go out. (laughs) Ever. You, oh, oh, you so mean anyone who's house listening to this, you can never, a woman never chooses to leave her house. If a husband, whoever wants to divorce, it's bye-bye, bye-bye. I was coaching this one guy and he said, yeah, I left the house. I'm like, but she wanted to leave. He's like, yeah, but I just want to make it easier for her. And I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah. If someone yeah. wants to leave, let them see how hard this is. Don't make it easy for them. And you chose to leave. Was that after we were talking? Well, it was, but I only got the first part of that sentence from you. Okay. <laughs> the whole okay, house apartment I would never thing. Have, yeah, yeah, I would never have let you leave. And I'm so sad yeah. to hear that when you told me that because well, you don't want to leave ever. Women yeah. stay home because then everyone says, oh, mom left. You want the person at home who's the sane one, who wants to keep the family together. That's yeah. how that goes. And so the sentence you were trying to say is, listen, if, if, if this is what you want, if this, this leaving thing, or if you, you don't want to be with me, if that's what you want, I'm not going to stop you. I want you to be happy. And that, that sentence is phenomenal. I did not write that sentence, but I, I use it and I teach it. And I think it's a really good sentence because it makes... It gives freedom to the other person that, you know, oh, if this is what I want because you're not pushing him and you're not holding him down. You're, it's freedom because we all have free will. God yeah. gives us free will. There I said yeah. it, God. God gives us free will. And if you want to go fuck the neighbor across the street because you think that's a good idea, not my problem. That's going to cause a lot of consequences that have nothing to do with me. Yeah. Get it? Well, and it shocked him. Like when I said that, and I think, again, because I wasn't trying to convince him why I was right and why he was wrong. (laughs) And um, so two days later is when he asked me to go on the date. Um, And he was like, why would you ever say that? He's like, and he goes, I don't understand why you would let me keep the house. And I, and in like, you said I was trying to make it easy on him. I said, well, I'm just trying to make this easier. And um, so. I want to whack you across the head. Yes. Yeah. yeah I would not. And I learned. It, so 
Interesting. I, I did watch another, I can't remember which video it is where you had explained that. Like, don't make it easy for them. And I was like, <laughs> We're not I, making it difficult. This is his choice. Yeah. But if a man or a woman wants to walk out on the marriage, we don't stop them. We just say goodbye. So right now you're facing a fourth time leaving. And the question is, you know, a lot of people say, well, this is the time to put up boundaries. You can't do this. You can only come in on Tuesdays. You can only see the kids at four to five. And I say, if you're married to this person and you took that oath till death do us part and I'm with you good times and bad times, if you want to go stay at your mother's house for a week, okay. This is, this is your house, we share this together, and I'd love you home. The kids and I don't like to see you over there. Our son is living here, he loves dad home. We want you here. Dinner's on the table every day at five, which is really hard for me, but dinner's on the mm -hmm. table, and you know we need our patriarchal leader here. And if that's not what you want, I can't, I can't stop you. Yeah. It's, that, it's that dialogue. It's okay to say that, but I'm glad he recognized that it was very odd. Yeah, yeah, and he did. And so this this time when he said he wanted to divorce again, I said, I'm keeping the house. Yeah, I took that Yeah, that's not a conversation. Okay, so but that's still a conversation. If he goes, well, I want to get a divorce, you go, okay. And I was on a call today with a woman who she said, he said, I want a divorce. And she's like, oh, well, I have to do this and I have to do this. And she did it. Women will plow the way to get to the divorce court. And the, all the man said was, I want a divorce. And she makes it happen. So when a man wants a divorce, you go, what? Do you want some tea? I'm going to go make a cup. No. Don't do anything. <laughs> you don't need to say anything about the house because you're not even there yet. But that is funny. I'm keeping the house. Very <laughs> yeah, funny. Well, so what and, well, this part you're going to like, I, again, like you said, women charge to the divorce court. So I immediately call my attorney because <laughs> I'm like, well, we're back on again. And um, now he's willing to just let my attorney do it all and just share an attorney. And Okay. So what, so what happened? So you called, what's your attorney's name? Susie. Oh, I love that name. So I know. I, that's my favorite go-to name. <laughs> Susie. Oh my God, I knew I you were going to. Susie. So we call our lawyers by the name of their first name because it makes it human. Because then suddenly Susie wants all these paperwork. Of course, we're going to give it to Susie. But now is when you, if he's willing to go with all your person, it's because he doesn't want to do any of the work. And if he doesn't want to do any of the work, this could take five years. Yeah. Five well, years is a long time to live at mom's house. Yeah. <laughs> and she, so she is extremely efficient. And because this has been going on since April, it's all already done, really. Oh, okay. What I mean, like, her? everything's already been agreed on. Like, she emailed us and said, it's ready whenever you guys want to come by and sign it. She and said that? Have you yeah. had a conversation with Susie? Hey, I don't want this. Can we just stall this? So yeah. <laughs> I say, stop talking to my husband. Stop emailing us. Just stop. And if you have any questions, just reach out to me. And then 
leave it alone. And if he texts you and says, hey, what's going on with the divorce? You'd be like, I don't know. She's, she said there's like a snafu. I don't know what it is. Let's just see what happens. And then months will go by. Hey, did you ever hear about what's going on with the paperwork? Oh, I don't know. Let's see what Susie says. I'll call her tomorrow. And then if he does, he's not going to say anything. And then a couple months go by. Hey, you were going to call Susie. Did you ever call her? I left her a message. She never got back to me. That's so weird. Yeah, let me reach out to her. And then a couple more months will go by. And by then, everything will be fine. Because we'll be at the two-year mark. <laughs> and everything will come back to normal. Get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the game we play. Well, she called me today and said, is there a time you can come by and sign? I'm like, I'll try to. <laughs> and I never went. <laughs> you need to have a conversation with her so she knows yeah. what the plan is. The words are, okay. Susie, I don't want a divorce. None. I don't want this. I'm only doing this because my husband's a little crazy right now. So if you don't mind, don't send us any more texts or emails. Just shut it down, put the file in the back corner of your desk and wait. And if my husband reaches out to you, be like, oh, I'm just working on something. Let me get back to you. And then call me. Yeah. Because that's what you say. I'm now paying you to shut up. Yeah. You, he put everything in your court. Mm-hmm. Hello, <laughs> take it all, and you've got control over it. But to him, you're like, oh, that's so weird. I don't know what's happening. Play stupid and just let it go. He doesn't want this. This will be his fourth divorce. What? Or fourth? No. Third. Fourth? Yeah. <laughs> I know, third, but then he's going on to a fourth, if that even happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he goes into the creepy zone. No one will touch him. <laughs> or they will but they'll be degenerates as well so you just have to be really careful so yeah I, he can't he needs you he doesn't know it yet but he needs you yeah and you need to be an amazing mom to these kids that are getting all combobulated yeah and that is even just if been they're my, out of house because my my son hates him now there go, my earphone keeps falling out I mean, my son, okay. my oldest son, not not our son together. Um, he still loves his dad. He thinks dad's being manipulative and he's irritated with him. But my oldest son just hates him and wants sense. nothing to do with him. And just because yeah. he wants to protect mom. Um, As boys do. Yeah. Boys do that. And he does. He doesn't want you getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and our daughter, um, so I should kind of add my oldest son, his dad died of cirrhosis of the liver um, when he was 11. So we have raised my oldest and his daughter and our son together all as one family. You know, it's, we didn't have like, you're going to dad's this weekend and you're going to mom's. I mean, we were all one family. And so, and I raised my daughter since the time she was six. So, um, like she feels like this is a chance that she would have dad back in her life because he's, Mm -hmm. of course he's being like super dad now because he doesn't have everybody else. And, um, but at the same time, she doesn't want to lose me, which she never will lose me. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if her dad and I are married or not. But 
So it's really confusing for her. And our 13-year-old yeah. is like, quit taking his crap, mom. <laughs> He's like, stand up for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to stand up a little bit and tell that lawyer, Susie, that <laughs> stop. Just communicate just with me. And for now, we'll stop. And to him, if he brings it up, be like, oh, I forgot to call her. Let me call her. She's wonderful. I love Susie. She's so helpful. <laughs> just say whatever you have to say just to make him go, oh, good, good. I'm glad she's getting stuff done. Yeah, she said it would take about two years because there's something weird about, I don't know what it is. She said it would take two years. <laughs> and by then, he'll be home. And, you know, just keep going. If you work on you and becoming a little stronger and letting your husband know exactly what you want, like, the biggest thing, what you guys were going back on forth on, you know, this conversation about, you know, da, 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 that you were texting about, it comes down to wants. You know, sit down with them and say, what do you want? What do you want me to do for you? And then he does the same thing and tells you, here's what I want you to do for me. Monday through Friday, here's what I need from you. Here's what I want from you. If you do these things, and that doesn't mean just lingerie and nakedness, that means can you take care of all the dishes on Tuesday? Can you take, because on Friday I have this. It just walks, what do I want from you? When we go out and we go to church or we see a bunch of people, can you only talk for five minutes so I'm not standing there like a doofus for an hour while you talk to them? Like, tell me, I'm gonna talk to them for 20 minutes. Like, have that conversation about what is the solution? And when you have a fight about something, see, okay, it's not about like, well, you did this and you did that. It's like, okay. What do we do next time? What is the solution for next time? Because we all get in these goofy patterns where we, oh, it's the same thing. Couples have their dances and every couple has their own dance and there might be several of them. But when the dance starts to go to high speed where there's a fight coming, how do you stop it? What is the solution? And I don't think enough people spend time in therapy asking those questions. We talk about the same thing. How do you feel? How do you feel? Nobody goes, well, what, how do we fix this? How do we stop this? How do we make things better so this never happens again? And we have to get there. And that comes from communication and discovery and someone going, yeah, I screwed up. Every time you say this, I wanna take my fingernails and stick them in your eyes. And so I might say really nasty words to you, but that's not what I feel because I really love you. But what do we do in that moment when you say those words and I know I'm gonna claw you? That right there is the problem and there is a solution. What is it? And he might go, well, you need to do this. And you're gonna go, well, you need to do this first. Well, what if you both do that? Because it, it's like a, a double edge. Like someone's gonna solve that so that fight doesn't happen. And the other thing I always tell people is, don't forget, in a marriage, everyone's like, well, I give 50%. And he should give 50% because that's fair. And I say, if you give 100% and your spouse gives 100%, that's 200%. And if all you need is 100, we're going to have 200, we're going to be just fine. Yeah. We need to do that. And you having that date night with your husband every week religiously and not just going to, you know, Bob's Steakhouse every week. You gotta go to Bob's Steakhouse and you gotta go to Flamboyance, you know, fondue. You gotta step out of your comfort zone. You have to go to new places, always. Yeah. 
You have to just see new things with your eyes because otherwise it's stagnant and stagnant and then everybody just gets bored and crazy. Yeah, and that's one thing we talked about was that since we go out to dinner so often, we eliminate a date night because we just go to dinner. We just throw on our shoes and go eat, you know, down the road. Instead of getting dressed, curling my hair, making sure I have makeup on, you know, like going to town and going to dinner. And yeah. um, so it was the effort. And, yeah. <clears throat> and there's more to that, right? No talk of kids. No talk of finances. There's rules. The only things you can talk about is dreaming. There are these websites that have like 100 questions to ask. Ask those 100 questions. There's all kinds of them, so you can never run the questions. But ask those questions. They're weird questions. You know, dream with each other. What's our bucket list? What do you want to do before you die? What, 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 if I could hand you any job on the planet and you could have it right now without even interviewing or having any credentials, what would it be? <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Date nights are supposed to be fun. And, you know, you shouldn't order what you usually order. If you've never had crab cakes and you hate crab, don't order them. But if you never had crab <laughs> cakes and you, you, you kind of like crab, try something new. Go out of your comfort zone. And don't just go to dinner. Like, go bowling. Go skydiving. Go. It doesn't have to be night. It could be a date day. It could be date breakfast, a date lunch. So you start getting all the other restaurants in town for breakfast. Try new things. I think that's so important. I don't think enough people really do it. It's called investing. Everybody invests in stuff, right? You take all this money, you put it in the bank, and then you're like, oh, maybe I should move it over here. Then you move it over there. Nobody invests time in their relationship. If they did, people would pay attention to it. It's like, it's like a garden in your backyard. We let it go sometimes because it's like, oh, I got to go weed again. Yeah, get out there and weed so that stuff will grow and you get more veggies. Invest time. What you put in, you get out. Because if you don't put anything in, you're going to get divorced or have rocky hard times. That's what no. I say. <laughs> so you, my dear, you got a year. Stop that divorce. Tell that lady, stop. And then just, you know, you're talking to your husband every time. You should. So I have this texting program. You should go on my texting program so I can see what you're texting him and I can help you. I'm going <laughs> to wink. Because if you know what my texting program is, you know what that means. So I can help you. But that's cool. a secret. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that. So is there That'd anything else you want to say to the beautiful people that are listening about a husband coming and leaving that many times? Like, how do you get through that? Well, you know, at the very, I think at the very beginning, you talked about in your intro about never giving up. Mm -hmm. And when John came home in July, that's what he said. I said, why, why are you coming back? And he said, because you've never given up on us. He's like, you've never given up on me. And um, so, I mean, that was July and I still have not given up. <laughs> and um, so he talked about getting a tattoo like on his forearm Together? that says... Yeah, like never give up. Okay. And um, we did. We haven't done them, but I still want to. <laughs> and he's still thinking Susie's at the realm. So let's just, you know, cut out Susie. And I love that. 
I love that. Hopefully at the end of this, maybe in a year or so, you'll get those tattoos and I'll be able to put them in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tag yeah. that on here. <laughs> that would be awesome. I am so glad to hear that. And thank you for not giving up. Because when I thought about having you on here today, it was because you have a story to tell about this coming and going. And I have two people I'm working with now who've got coming and going. And every time he leaves, they're like, I'm done. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's like you're scraping and you're almost there. You're almost there. Don't give up. Because if you yeah. give up, you get nothing. If you don't give up, you could get everything. Yeah. You could get everything. So <laughs> keep going. You know where I'm at. I'm right here. Thank you. <laughs> Mwah, you're awesome. I, I so appreciate your time. I'm not going to share your last name because privacy is privacy. And um, I can't thank you enough for being here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Thank you. Wow. Okay. That was amazing. How, like, come, go, come, go. Marriage is tough. And when you have a spouse who feels like they're not getting what they want and they walk out the door, that is not a reason for you to close up shop and give up. I don't believe in that. And if you don't believe in that either, and you know someone else who has, send this, send this podcast to them. They need to hear it. I am a marriage advocate because I feel people get divorced for reasons because they don't have the tools to be successful in their marriage. And that's what I offer people. So share this, give people hope. You are doing a great service if you take this little video or this little thing on Spotify and send it to somebody. Please do that. And if you know anyone who's had a challenge in their marriage or who's struggling, please send them to my website, thewifeexpert.com because there I'll be waiting for you. Anyway, thank you guys. I'll see you next time. Don't forget to subscribe.